Click, listen, enjoy. Broadcasting live worldwide. Thank you for tuning in to Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. You're listening to Talkline with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Welcome back to the program. Mom Zev Brenner from Moshe Bamberger joins us. It's been quite a while. Always a treat. Always a privilege to have him with us. Uh, he is a he's Mashkiach Ruchni, the spiritual leader at Lander College for Men in the United States, based in Queens, New York. But I know him for so many years because I know his father, of Sholem, a wonderful, wonderful man. I used to dive with him at Young Israel of Long Beach. I never most sure from there. But he's also a magnificent speaker, writer. He's written over nine books, but six and actually seven in this series. There's Great Jewish Treasures, Great Jewish Letters, Great Jewish Speeches, Great Jewish Classics, Great Jewish Wisdom, Great Jewish Photographs. But now his greatest book, it's actually the biggest one, is called Great Jewish Journeys to the Past, a spiritual travel guide to Kivrit Tzaddik, and that's Graves of the Righteous, and Torah landmarks around the world. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Rubzeb, for having me. It's always a pleasure. I think I'm one of your biggest fans and uh, known you for so long, and my father, Al Shalom, was so fond of you and used to always joke together and uh, spend such uh warm times uh, with one another, and uh, so you're, I consider you part of the family. Likewise, and your mother, Carol Bernberger, may she live and be well, I know your son, and really, and I should tell our audience, your father was a gem. He was somebody who was genuine, he loved Yiddishkeit, he had an amazing story how he was saved during the Holocaust, and he's committed, he was committed to books and learning. And yep. you're carrying on that tradition, so that's something very special to see, and doing a great job at it, too. Thank you. You know, it's not just that I'm carrying on the tradition. A lot of uh, what I'm writing about is really directly, you know, uh, traced to him because so many of the the loves that he had in terms of G'daylam and in terms of artifacts and Judaica, Svarim, uh, things that I really, you know, were brought up, you know, with in my in my house. As you mentioned, my father and Yibad my mother also is very... Uh, knowledgeable in history and she has a great love for Yiddishkeit so steeped in that upbringing it was uh it was sort of uh very very uh very understandable how I would also be attracted to all of these uh different uh disciplines your father was a chaver very respected but I believe he told me that one of the things that he certainly was involved with was keeping the traditions of the Yekis, German Jews, and you cover that some of them in your books too, but I know that was something very, very special and near to his heart. It was. It was. He, he published himself uh, two very thick volumes on the the manuscripts of uh, of my great-great-grandfather, the Wurzburger Rebbe, Rebitzel Dev Bamberger, was one of the G'dayle Hadar in Germany in the 1800s, and that was my father's passion to like try to find as many manuscripts unpublished that he could and bring them to the light to light and uh he did other uh other great uh projects together with uh great german scholars in Eretz Israel to publish many of the uh the great uh Torah of the of the german gedolim that sometimes does not get as much 
uh, publicity as as maybe the Lithuanian and uh, and Svarda counterparts. So my father did really an amazing job in bringing to light so much of our glorious German Jewish heritage. No, certainly, and and in fact, maybe we'll start with that because your book really takes people on a journey now. What's become very big in the last 10 years is going to Kivrei Tzadikim, graves of righteous people, holy rebbies, great rabbis, etc. So today it's much harder to do because of the COVID situation. So you're, in a sense, you're able to travel around the world to do so. So let's start first with Germany. Okay. So t- tell us about some of the great Tzadikim, the great righteous ones that are buried in Germany. Okay, so we, you know, in Germany, there are many uh, cemeteries that have surprisingly remained intact, despite the Nazis' uh, attempt at destroying every vestige of Jewish life uh, and also Jewish death throughout Europe. So we have many, uh, many great cemeteries uh, throughout Germany. I, I guess we should start in uh, in Frankfurt. Frankfurt has two very, uh, very famous cemeteries, very old cemeteries. One cemetery has the uh, remains of the Pnei Yeshua, the great uh, Talmudic uh, master who wrote the classic Sefer Pnei Yeshua that's studied uh, all over the world in every yeshiva in the world. It also contains the uh, the grave of the Hafla and, uh, and of course, of the mother of the Hasim Sefer, which is probably one of the most popular sites visited at that particular cemetery because uh, she is known to produce uh, salvation for people that go and visit her grave, and uh, it's uh, it's quite remarkable. A mother that her son was the Chasim Seifer, the greatest, one of the greatest gedolim and sadikim that the world ever know, knew. And he used to say that his mother, if she would have been alive during the time of the uh, of the Nevi'im, she would have been one of the Nevios. She would have been one of a female prophet. He said that God did not do anything in this world without consulting with his mother first, if you can imagine that. So she obviously has great uh, connections above, and people go to that particular uh, kever of tzaddikim uh, quite often. And then the other cemetery in Frankfurt is the one where uh, Rav Shamshur Fal Hirsch is buried, uh, together with uh, his son-in-law, Rav Shlomo Zalmanbroyer, who took over the the Breuer's the the German community of Kaladesi Shuren in Frankfurt, uh, and then there was also the uh, interestingly in that same grave in that same cemetery you would think that it was only Yekas, but Rabbi Yisrael Perlau of Stalin, the Yenuka of Stalin, who happened to have uh, been in Frankfurt for uh, medical issues, and he died there, and he instructed in his last will that wherever he died, that's where he should be buried. He didn't want to be traveling. Um, he didn't want to be uh, transported after death back to his home. So he's buried there, and many Hasidim come. It's quite an anomaly in a German uh, Jewish cemetery all of a sudden to have throngs of Hasidim come to pray, but they come for the Nuka of Stalin. And then there's, of course, the famous Jewish cemetery in Altona, which was where Rabbi Yaakov and Emden and Rabbi Yenis and Ibershitz are buried, even though they were famously uh, uh, divided, if you'll, to put it nicely, they were, you know, a very, very big clash between them uh, that really rocked the entire Jewish world. But yet, surprisingly, they're buried within a few feet of each other uh, in this cemetery, and people... Of course, was, that, was that done purposely? 
it, there's an interesting story behind that. There was a, uh, there was a one of the one that died um, second before he died. He basically embraced the other one. He, you know, he mentioned his name and he embraced the other one, and and they took that as a sign that you know that they made peace after death, and and therefore he was interred uh, in the rabbinic area of the cemetery in Altoona, and they were they were buried close close by, very close to one another, which is one of those ironic twists of, uh, you know, of history that, uh, that such a thing could even happen. But that's the, the legend behind why they thought that it was okay to bury them so near each other. Uh, Rebecca Vetlinger is buried in that, uh, in that cemetery. Rebecca Vetlinger was the famous Aruch Laner, a great German Talmudist, who uh, his farm are also studied throughout the through the, throughout the entire world, and um, you know his his svarim on uh, on on shas and on on the halachas of sukkah are indispensable uh, to all Torah scholars. But I want to I want to I want to maybe move up to some of the other areas too because yeah. you have so many book is really magnificent and people should get it. But you mentioned about the fact that in Germany some of the cemeteries were intact. I was amazed that in Poland some of them were destroyed, but the Great Warsaw Cemetery was pretty much intact. And what amazed me was you had over 300,000 Jews that are buried there, and you have from all kinds of Jews, from Yiddish theater to you know regular Jewish people, and a lot of tzaddikim, a lot of holy rabbis are buried there. And so it always amazing when people go to Kibbeit Tzaddikim to the graves of the righteous, and they travel by bus from the plane for hours on end. You have so many that are buried in Warsaw that with one place you can really visit some really, really special, special graves of uh, holy people. Of course, there's so many. In Warsaw, has uh, has Rukhaim Salavechik, Rukhaim Brisker, who died there, and uh, he's buried there in the same ohel, in the same uh, mausoleum, if you will, as uh, as as the Nitziv, the Nitziv who Rukhaim was uh, related to through marriage. Uh, they're buried side by side. Uh, the uh, the Rav Ariulab Sins, uh, who promised on his gravestone, if you read his gravestone. Uh, he said that whoever publishes his writings, uh, he will be a, uh, a defender of his in, in heaven. And that's why his svarim are so so published so many times over and over again, because it's known that if, you, if you're a partner in publishing the, uh, his svarim, uh, you know, you see Yeshua. So if a person needs certain salvations personally in life, they need a shidduch or they need a parnasa or they need a refuah, they need to be healed uh, by actually publishing or being involved in the publishing of his svarim. He promised and he delivers, and it's known. Um, and then, of course, the Rav of Warsaw was Rav Shlomo Zaman Lipschitz, who is uh, who's buried there. And an interesting story: he's buried uh, in a he a lot in that Warsaw cemetery. Normally, the minig Yisrael is that the way that you bury uh, people. Leleno is that they get buried with their feet facing the gate of the cemetery. So wherever the gate is, the feet would be the closest part of the body facing the cemetery because when Tchiasamesim, when the when the dead become revived, they should be able to get up right away and leave the cemetery. That's the that's the reason behind the minute. But in the Warsaw Cemetery, you find that many people were buried the other direction. 
And the reason is because one Yid, one Jew, was buried in the Warsaw Cemetery accidentally the opposite direction. And the sensitivity of the Rub of Warsaw, of Rav Shlomo Zaman Lipschitz, was that he said, I don't want that at Tfiyas Mason, this one Yid is going to be embarrassed because everybody's going to be facing towards the gate and he's going to be facing away from the gate. So because of that, he switched the minig and he said that everybody now should be buried feet away from the gate so that one year should not feel uh, depressed and upset by Tzviyas Mason. Isn't that an amazing story? Amazing story. Our amazing guest is Rabbi Moshe Bamberg, is Mashkiach Ruchni of Lander College, but he's a prolific book writer, and his books are fantastic. They're gorgeous, uh, great pictures and great stories. His latest one in the series of Great Jewish is Great Jewish Journeys to the Past, a spiritual travel guide to Kivrit, Sadiqim, and Torah landmarks around the world. If you want to get the book, if you go to artscroll.com, put in the code Brenner, you get 10% off, and I believe you get free shipping too, correct? Yes, yes. Free shipping, 10% off, artscroll.com. You must punch in the code Brenner. We're going to be right back. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Talkline Radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline Network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. You're listening to Talkline with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Welcome back to the program, Mom. Sam Brenner, Moshe Bamberger joins us. It's been quite a while. Always a treat. Always a privilege to have him with us. Uh, he is a he's Mashkiach Ruchni, the spiritual leader at Lander College for Men in the United States, based in Queens, New York. But I know him for so many years because I know his father of Shalom. A wonderful, wonderful man. I used to dive with him at Young Israel of Long Beach. I never Moshe from there. But he's also a magnificent speaker, writer. He's written over nine books, but six and actually seven in this series. There's Great Jewish Treasures, Great Jewish Letters, Great Jewish Speeches, Great Jewish Classics, Great Jewish Wisdom, Great Jewish Photographs. But now his greatest book, it's actually the biggest one, is called Great Jewish Journeys to the Past, a spiritual travel guide to Kivrit Tzaddik, and that's Graves of the Righteous and Torah Landmarks around the world. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Rubzeb, for having me. It's always a pleasure. I think I'm one of your biggest fans and uh, known you for so long. And my father, Elav Shalom, was so fond of you and used to always joke together and uh, spend such uh, warm times uh, with one another. And uh, so you're I consider you part of the family. Likewise, and your mother, Carol Bernberger, may she live and be well. I know your son, and really, and I should tell our audience, your father was a gem. He was somebody who was genuine. He loved Yiddishkeit. He had an amazing story how he was saved during the Holocaust, and he's committed. he was committed to books and learning, and yep. you're carrying on that tradition. So that's something very special to see, and doing a great job at it, too. Thank you. You know, it's not just that I'm carrying on the tradition. A lot of 
what I'm writing about is really directly, you know, traced to him because so many of the the loves that he had in terms of Gedolim and in terms of artifacts and Judaica, Svarim, uh, things that I really, you know, were brought up, you know, with in my in my house, as you mentioned, my father and Yibadu my mother also is very uh, knowledgeable in history and she has a great love for Yiddishkeit. So steeped in that upbringing, it was, uh, it was sort of uh, very, very, uh, very understandable how I would also be attracted to all of these uh, different uh, disciplines. Your father was a chaver, very respected, but I believe he told me that one of the things that he certainly was involved with was keeping the traditions of the Yekis, German Jews, and you cover that some of them in your books too, but I know that was something very, very special and near to his heart. It was. It was. He, he published himself uh, two very thick volumes on the the manuscripts of uh, of my great great grandfather, the Wurzburger Rabbi Bitzlik Dovalibi Bamberger, was one of the Gedolei Hadar in Germany in the 1800s, and that was my father's passion to like try to find as many manuscripts unpublished that he could and bring them to the light to light, and uh, he did other uh, other great uh, projects together with uh, great German scholars in Eretz Israel to publish many of the. Uh, the great uh, Torah of the of the German Gedolim that sometimes does not get as much uh, publicity as as maybe the Lithuanian and uh, and Svarda counterparts. So my father did really an amazing job in bringing to light so much of our glorious German Jewish heritage. No, certainly, and and in fact, maybe we'll start with that because your book really takes people on a journey now. What's become very big in the last 10 years is going to Kivrei Tzadikim, graves of righteous people, holy rebbies, great rabbis, etc. So today it's much harder to do because of the COVID situation. So in a sense, you're able to travel around the world to do so. So let's start first with Germany. Okay. So tell us about some of the great Tzadikim, the great righteous ones that are buried in Germany. Okay, so we, you know, in Germany, there are many uh, cemeteries that have surprisingly remained intact, despite the Nazis' uh, attempt at destroying every vestige of Jewish life uh, and also Jewish death throughout Europe. So we have many, uh, many great cemeteries uh, throughout Germany. I, I guess we should start in uh, in Frankfurt. Frankfurt has two very, uh, very famous cemeteries, very old cemeteries. One cemetery has the uh, remains of the Pnei Yeshua, the great uh, Talmudic uh, master who wrote the classic Sefer Pnei Yeshua that's studied uh, all over the world in every yeshiva in the world. It also contains the uh, the grave of the Hafla and, uh, and of course, of the mother of the Hasim Sefer, which is probably one of the most popular sites visited at that particular cemetery because uh, she is known to produce uh, salvation for people that go and visit her grave, and uh, it's uh, it's quite remarkable. A mother that her son was the Chasim Seifer, the greatest, one of the greatest Gedolim and Sadikim that the world ever know, knew. And he used to say that his mother, if she would have been alive during the time of the uh, of the Nevi'im, she would have been one of the Nevios. She would have been one of a female prophet. He said that God did not do anything in this world without consulting with his mother first, if you can imagine that. So she obviously has great uh, 
connections above, and people go to that particular uh, kever of tzaddikim uh, quite often. And then the other cemetery in Frankfurt is the one where uh, Rav Shamshon Fal Hirsch is buried, uh, together with uh, his son-in-law, Rav Shlomizalman Breuer, who took over the the Breuer's com- the the German community of Kaladesi Shuren in Frankfurt, uh, and then there was also the uh, interestingly in that same grave in that same cemetery. You would think that it was only Yekas, but Rabbi Yisrael Perlau of Stalin, the Yenuka of Stalin, who happened to have uh, been in Frankfurt for uh, medical issues, and he died there, and he instructed in his last will that wherever he died, that's where he should be buried. He didn't want to be traveling. Um, he didn't want to be uh, transported after death back to his home, so he's buried there, and many Hasidim come. It's quite an anomaly in a German uh, Jewish cemetery all of a sudden to have throngs of Hasidim come to pray, but they come for the Nuka of Stalin. And then there's, of course, the famous Jewish cemetery in Altona, which was where Rabbi Yaakov and Emden and Rabbi Yenis and Ibershitz are buried, even though they were famously uh, uh, divided, if you'll, to put it nicely, they were, you know, a very, very big clash between them uh, that really rocked the entire Jewish world. But yet, surprisingly, they're buried within a few feet of each other uh, in this cemetery, and people... Well, was, that, was that done purposely? It, there's an interesting story behind that. There was a, uh, there was a one of the one that died um, second before he died. He basically embraced the other one. He, you know, he mentioned his name and he embraced the other one, and and they took that as a sign that you know that they made peace after death, and and therefore he was interred uh, in the rabbinic area of the cemetery in Altona, and they were they were buried close close by, very close to one another, which is one of those ironic twists of, uh, you know, of history that, uh, that such a thing could even happen. But that's the, the legend behind why they thought that it was okay to bury them so near each other. Uh, Rabbi Yaakov Etlinger is buried in that, uh, in that cemetery. Rabbi Yaakov Etlinger was the famous Aruch Laner, a great German Talmudist, who uh, his farm are also studied throughout the through the, throughout the entire world, and um, you know his his farm on uh, on on shas and on on halachas of sukkah are indispensable uh, to all Torah scholars. But I want to do is I want to maybe move up to some of the other areas too because yeah. you have so many book is really magnificent and people should get it. But you mentioned about the fact that in Germany some of the cemeteries were intact. I was amazed that in Poland some of them were destroyed, but the Great Warsaw Cemetery was pretty much intact. And what amazed me was you had over 300,000 Jews that are buried there, and you have from all kinds of Jews, from Yiddish theater to you know regular Jewish people, and a lot of tzaddikim, a lot of holy rabbis are buried there. And so it always amazes when people go to Kibbeit tzaddikim to the graves of the righteous, and they travel by bus from the plane for hours on end. You have so many that are buried in Warsaw that with one place you can really visit some really, really special, special graves of uh, holy people. Of course, there's so many. In Warsaw, has uh, has Reb Chaim Salavechik, Reb Chaim Brisker, who died there, and uh, he's buried there in the same ohel, in the same uh, mausoleum, if you will, as uh, as as the Nitziv, the Nitziv who Reb Chaim was uh, related to through marriage, 
uh, they're buried side by side. Uh, the Rav Aryuleb Tzintz, who promised on his gravestone, if you read his gravestone, uh, he said that whoever publishes his writings, uh, he will be a, uh, a defender of his in, in heaven. And that's why his svarim are so so published so many times over and over again, because it's known that if, you, if you're a partner in publishing the, uh, his svarim, uh, you know, you see Yeshua, so if a person needs certain salvations personally in life, they need a shidduch, or they need a parnasa, or they need a refuah, they need to be healed uh, by actually publishing or being involved in the publishing of his svarim, he promised and he delivers, and it's known. Um, and then, of course, the Rav of Warsaw is Rav Shlomo Zaman Lipschitz, who is uh, who's buried there, and an interesting story, he's buried uh, in a he, a lot in that Warsaw cemetery, normally the Minig Yisrael is that the way that you bury uh, people, Leleno, is that they get buried with their feet facing the gate of the cemetery. So wherever the gate is, the feet would be the closest part of the body facing the cemetery because when Tfiasa Mesim, when the, when the dead become revived, they should be able to get up right away and leave the cemetery. That's the, that's the reason behind the Minig. But in the Warsaw Cemetery, you find that many people were buried the other direction. And the reason is because one Yid, one Jew, was buried in the Warsaw Cemetery accidentally the opposite direction. And the sensitivity of the Rub of Warsaw, of Rav Shlomo Lipschitz, was that he said, I don't want that at Tfiasa Mason, this one Yid is going to be embarrassed because everybody's going to be facing towards the gate and he's going to be facing away from the gate. So because of that, he switched the minig and he said that everybody now should be buried feet away from the gate so that one yid should not feel uh, depressed and upset by Tfiyas Mason. Isn't that an amazing story? Amazing story. Our amazing guest is Rabbi Moshe Bamberg, is Mashkiach Ruchni of Lander College, but he's a prolific book writer and his books are fantastic. They're gorgeous, uh, great pictures and great stories. His latest one in the series of Great Jewish is Great Jewish Journeys to the Past, a spiritual travel guide to Kivrit, Sadiqim, and Torah landmarks around the world. If you want to get the book, if you go to artscroll.com, put in the code Brenner, you get 10% off. And I believe you get free shipping too, correct? Yes, yes. Free shipping, 10% off, artscroll.com. You must punch in the code Brenner. We're going to be right back. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.